Thank you, Sister Jean. Well, I tell you, sometimes these songs make me want to preach. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord, everyone. It's good. To... Yes, ma'am. say so. And we need to do that, don't we? We need to not only talk about how he's redeemed us, but the things that he does with for us from day to day. And, you know, there's, there's not a single day that any one of us wake up that we don't get a blessing. Amen. I don't care how sick you are, care what's going on in your life, the very fact that you're breathing God's air is a blessing. Amen? Amen. So we need to look for those, those reasons and, and praise him for them. You know, uh, what, go ahead in, uh, in your Bibles and turn to the book of Acts chapter 9 and uh, get, put your finger there. And uh, You know, I, I get uh, told a lot of things of the pastor and this morning. Uh, there was someone that told me that uh, said, you know, we do birthdays and anniversaries at the first of every month. Uh, but uh, they said, uh, you know, I got something going on this month that I want to, I want to tell people about. And y'all will never bring this kind of stuff up. So, Sister Patsy... Get up and tell them what you want to tell them this morning. Amen. Tomorrow's my anniversary. It'll be six years tomorrow for my salvation. Amen. I dealt with me for 71 years before I walked that walk. Amen. And I want to praise him for it, he, for waiting. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Ain't nothing like that born again time, is it? Amen. Because see, the first time you were born, you don't remember. The second time you were born, you do. Amen. Well, that's the one we need to really celebrate. Thank you, Sister Patsy, for reminding us of that today. And so maybe we'll have John to add, uh, if you've been born again this month, stand up too. We'll, we'll try that. We'll see how that works for him. If you have your Bibles and you're at the book of uh, Acts chapter 9, I do have a title of this message this morning, and I couldn't figure out where in the world this came from. I knew I'd heard it before, but uh, the title of this message is Pardon the Interruption. And any of you that are sports fans, I couldn't remember where I'd heard that uh, until um, uh, this morning before I left the house. I Googled it. And, you know, Google is where you get all your information now. And, and it actually is a, uh, it's a, it comes from ESPN Sports News. And they have a little uh, show called Pardon the Interruption. I didn't look at it. But anyway, that's where I heard this before. But this, uh, this, uh, this uh, uh, title fits this sermon today. Pardon the Interruption. So if you have your Bibles, chapter 9 of the book of Acts, be reading uh, first uh, 18 verses. And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings, and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus to the synagogues that if he found any of this way whether they were men or women he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem and as he journeyed he came near Damascus 
And suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the city, and it shall be told thee there what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. But they led him by the hand, and he brought, and they brought him unto Damascus. And he was, he was there three days without sight, and neither did he eat nor drink. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to, to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas, for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, <coughs> he prayed, and hath seen a vision, <laughs> and a man named Ananias coming in, and putting his hand on him, that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard of, uh, by many of this man how much evil he hath done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath authority from the chief priest to bind all that call upon thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went, went his way, and entered into the house, and putting him, his hands on him said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, has sent me, that thou mightest receive thy sight, and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately, there fell from his eyes as it had been scales, and he received sight forthwith, and arose, and was baptized. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the interruptions in our lives that come from you. Show us today your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. When you look at this scripture right here, so it's one that I've heard preached countless times. And we all know the story. Most of us that know the scripture know this story, how Saul was a, 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 a uh, he was a, well, I'll think of what he was here in just a minute, I guess. But anyway, he was a Pharisee. That's what the word I was trying to think of. It didn't come out. But uh, he was a Pharisee. He was a man who believed in God. He believed in, in Yahweh. He believed in the law. He believed in the Old Testament. He believed all that he had been taught. 
And he was a very zealous man. Not a jealous man, a zealous man. That means that he fell for it hook, line, and sinker, and he did everything in his power to make sure that the law was kept, that Yahweh was worshipped in the way he thought it ought to be done, that everything was done according to the plan. And the Bible in Galatians says that he made a remark where Paul wrote, and he said that he profited, he was zealous for the cause. His goal was to get as high up in the Sanhedrin as he could get, he wanted to be on the council of elders that made the decisions. Paul had a plan. He had a goal. And he worshiped God. Amen. Sounds good, don't it? Sounds real good, don't it? But. Where's Troy? But God. But God. And he was there and witnessed the stoning of the first deacon that preached the gospel. The Bible says that they laid their coats at the feet of Saul. And it angered Saul when he saw this man that stood up and preached in this name. How dare him preach in this name? And so he was angry. He was angry not only for God, but he was angry at the people who had the gall to preach in another name and to promote someone else as being God. Amen. And so he went and he got letters and, uh, from the, the Sanhedrin, from the synagogue, from those that were in power. And in his hand, he had those letters to go to Damascus. And while in Damascus, his goal was to prosecute, persecute, bind, and imprison men and women, whoever were called by this name, the people of the way. And so we find that this is where Saul is heading. He has other men with him that are with him on this journey. And the Bible says that as he was on this journey, as he, uh, he was looking for people of the way, that all of a sudden, something happened to him. Let me tell you what. God interrupts our lives. God interrupts us whether we're right or whether we're wrong. God has the authority to interrupt me and you anytime He sees fit. Amen? God has the right, He has the authority, and He oftentimes does. Many people have been interrupted by God and they refused and denied God's will in their lives and refused to do what He asked them to do. We have people like Abraham, all the Old Testament people, their lives were interrupted, Brother Steve, by a holy God. Abraham was uprooted from his family, took his family, and the Bible tells us that everywhere he walked, the Lord said, you take a step, I'm going to give you that land. Amen. And he also told him, he said, from you, all the nations of this world will be blessed. Amen. God interrupted Abraham's life and put him on a pathway that began a journey to the birth of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. 
God interrupted his life. He had the authority to interrupt his life, and Abraham obeyed that interruption in his life. We have other people like Joseph. Joseph was the prime uh, child. He was the premier child of Jacob, the father of Israel. Amen? He had it all going on. He was a favorite son. He had the coat of many colors. Amen? That daddy loved him more than he loved the rest of them. And there was no doubt in his mind that when daddy died, everything was going to come to him. But guess what? Pardon the interruption. God pops up all of a sudden and says, no, I don't want you in this coat of many colors. I don't want you being the chief of the children of Israel. I got somebody else for that role. I got another role for you. I'm going to make you a slave in Egypt. Hallelujah. But before I'm through, I'm going to make you second in command of all the nation. Why? So you can preserve my people who I've called. Amen. Pardon the interruption. But God steps in and things change. Always for the better. You asked Joseph when he was in that prison, amen, if he was better off than he was when he was at daddy's house. It don't always work that way. God don't do things the way we do things. He don't see things the way we see things. He sees things in a different light. And every one of them, though, he has a purpose and a plan that he wants to get accomplished. He wants good things to happen in your life. He wants good things to happen to the people in your life. He wants every person that walks on this planet to be saved and know his son, Jesus Christ. That is his purpose and that is his plan. And that's why he interrupts us. Awesome. Right. Amen. Amen. I'm going to get around to the sermon here in a minute. I can go on. You got Gideon, one of the judges of Israel. Amen. Those Midianites were giving them fits. They couldn't even have something to eat. And he had dug him a hole to thrash the wheat and to thrash the, the crops here because every time they got out in the open and thrashing, those people up on the mountains, they'd see they'd come down steal all their grub. Amen. So he would dug him a hole to get in. Amen? He was hiding in a hole, Brother Steve, and he was thrashing that wheat, trying to not get it too high where anybody could see it. And all of a sudden, guess what? That was God. And he said, wait a minute, Gideon. Get out of this hole. I got something for you to do. I'm going to make you one who delivers the people from the Midianites. And so he wound up doing it with 300 men. Amen. Pardon the interruption, but God is in the house. God is in control. God wants to use me and you. Amen. He wants to interrupt our lives. Then there's David. Oh, he was just sitting out on the mountainside, tending the sheep, playing a little old harp, writing songs. He was, boy, he was a teenager in hog heaven. Amen. Nobody telling him what to do. He was the boss. He was a hooking bull on his little hill, and he had all them sheep to look after, and he was just happy as a dead pig in the sunshine. But all of a sudden, God interrupted his little playhouse. Amen. Amen. You know why he interrupted his playhouse? Because he wanted to make him king of Israel, and he wanted to give him a throne that was eternal that Jesus Christ himself occupies now. Woo! Pardon the interruption. But God is there. Right. Amen. 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 And then there's poor little Mary. <laughs> Young little old girl. Fixing to get married. May not have been over 13, 14 years old. Betrothed to a man much older than her. Looking forward to a wedding. And then all of a sudden, the Lord God interrupts her little party, her little plan for her wedding. And he shows up and he said, I'm going to 
gonna make you the mother of the Savior of the world. Woo! Hey, God. Man! Praise it, brother. Well, but God, don't you don't you know what they're gonna think of me when I wind up pregnant? I don't even know a man. You don't worry about that. She didn't say that, by the way. Praise God. You know what she said? Whatever you want, Lord. I'll do it. Amen. He interrupted her life and she listened to it. Praise God. And why? What result of that? She became the mother of God. Amen. Glory to God. And now we find Paul, a man full of threatening, angry, lost. Y'all know how many lost people out there? I was one of them one time. How many of y'all were ever lost? Amen. I was lost, but you know what? <clears throat> God interrupted that. Yeah. Right. Amen. He interrupted my lostness. How dare him? I was having fun. I was getting drunk. I was chasing women all over the place. Come on. It was a great life. And then he had the audacity to interrupt me. Hey, that's the way some people look at their salvation now. Lord Jesus, thank you. God help us. Best thing ever happened in my life was when he got in the way of this world. And he put himself in the forefront, right in front of me. I could hear him. I could see him. I could feel him. And now I'm filled with him. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Thank God for the interruption. Amen. We find this man lost. But he believes in what he's lost for. Amen. Amen. I love this scripture. I love to see this scripture right here because the Bible says in verse 3, as he journeyed, he came near Damascus. And suddenly, look at this. There He came near Damascus and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. Jesus said, I... And the light of the world. I am the light of heaven. The James wrote in his book in, in uh, James 1 and 17 that this light from heaven encompasses and there is no shadow involved in the light. And look how this light came down upon Saul of Tarsus. It was around him. He had no shadow. You know what that means? The light of the world is fixing to bring this lost man who thought he knew everything out of the darkness, out of the pit of damnation, out of the pit of hell, and he's fixing to do something for him that we're glad he did. Amen. Yeah, amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But first, he conversed with him. I love this. You know what? Don't think everyone for one minute a lost person don't hear the Lord sometimes. You know what they hear? They hear him trying to get them to come to him. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. You're going to see here, he don't go into a long drawn out affair with this man that thought he knew everything. That was a hooking bull in the Sanhedrin. That was that had a letters of authority. See, the authority of man don't mean nothing to God. That's right. That's right. Amen. 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 So he, he, he speaks to him. He said in his head he fell. Look, and I like this too. What did he, what did Saul do? When this light shone around him, he fell to the 
earth. Uh -huh. There ain't no better place to be than prostrate in front of God. Amen. You get in front of him, you better get that way. Amen. He fell to his face and, and he heard a voice and this voice said to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? <laughs> Amen. Paul didn't have a clue who he was talking to. He didn't believe in no Jesus. He hated Jesus. He hated people that believed in Jesus. Who is this person talking to me? Only he wasn't saying it that way. He was scared. Because something supernatural happened. God had just interrupted his life. His plan. His mission. His journey. Amen. And when he said, Lord, who art thou? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. Amen. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. The prick is not a brick. The prick is a cattle prod that they used to poke the oxen with to make them go the way they want them to do. And the Lord said, why, every time I poke you, are you doing this at me? Do y'all do that to God today? When he tries to get you to do something and you'll say, but not now! <laughs> you ever do that? We got a cowboy here. He's got a bruised hand from riding a bull, a steer. Amen? He knows what it's like to be kicked by a cow or an ox or a steer. Amen. They're hard-headed and stubborn, aren't they, son? Yes, sir. Amen. Well, sometimes you got to make them do what you want them to do. That's what Jesus is fixing to do to this man. He ain't going to give him the, the option. You can either do or you don't. If you do, it's going to be not so good. If you don't, it's going to be worse. You say, boy, them ain't good options. <laughs> God don't give us always good options. You know why? He don't give us options where we just have to go along and we get to go and sit on the beach and, uh, boy, I had to say that, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> and travel and have a good time all the time. That ain't what he's called us to do. We have a mission. We have a world that's lost that needs Jesus Christ. Amen. That's what he's called us for. Why do you kick against that? Why do you tell him no? Why do you put everything ahead of him? He asks me that question all the time. Amen? Does he ask you that? How many of you put your job first? Put your kids first? Put the house first? Put school first? Put sports first? And Jesus is down there on the top 20 somewhere. God help us. God help us to see He'll be number one or He won't be nothing in your life. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And so he, he asked him this question to Paul, to Saul. And look at what Saul did. He fell trembling. He was trembling now. And he was astonished. And he said, Lord, you know what he was astonished about, Troy? Because the man he hated, the deity that he didn't believe in, is talking to him right now. Yeah. Woo! Amen. 
Y'all better think about it. The next time you feel God, the next time you hear God speak, just who it is talking to you. Amen. And when Saul realized A.D., while he's on his face, and Jesus Christ has identified himself, it dawned on him, uh-oh, I ain't been too good to him. And he started to tremble. You know why? He didn't know what he was fixing to do to him. And he was astonished. Why? Because everything that he had ever been taught, everything that he had ever believed, everything that he had been told was a lie. Uh -huh. Amen. There's a lot of people living lies right now. Believing things they've been told and ain't looked for themselves. Uh -huh. Ain't been filled with the Holy Spirit. Don't know what the interpretation of that one is. Don't know what knowledge is. Don't know what it means to live for Jesus that way. Amen? Amen. Oh, we better get filled. We need it. I need it. Amen. You need it. So he was trembled and he was astonished. And look at what he said. First, I love this. First thing he says, Steve, Brother Steve, Lord, what will you have me to do? Amen. <laughs> now I don't pretend to know what's going through Saul's mind but about this time I figure he's thinking as much as I've done wrong he's probably thinking to smite me right now kill me, put a stop to me so I don't go persecute nobody else because that's what Saul would have done God don't do what we do Amen. he don't do like we do thank God for that thank you, Jesus. Uh -uh. Amen so he said, Lord, what will you have me to do? And look at this. He didn't give him a whole lot of information. You know why? Because he ain't saved yet. This encounter here did not save Saul. Uh-oh. Really? This, this didn't save him. He ain't saved yet. So the Lord gives him very limited information. You know why? Because he's not saved, he can't understand too much right now. So he gives him one simple command. He says, you go, arise right now, get up, go into the city, and it shall be told you what you are to do. The audacity of God to treat a member of the same Hebrew battle. <laughs> Sometimes God just don't tell us everything we need to know right up front. You know what he did? He gave him one command. And if he follows it, I'll tell him something else. There you go. Are you listening to me? Uh -huh. Right. You want to know the end first. You want to know before you get started, Lord, is it going to work by doing this? <laughs> no. He didn't, he didn't show Abraham a map. He just told him to start walking, and he did one step at a time. That's the way our salvation is. i got to move on. Amen. And so he did that. He, the men which journeyed with him stood speechless. Look at this. i, I got to bring out something here. Hearing a voice and seeing no man. Saul heard every bit of this. Saul was a witness to the voice and understood that it was Jesus. These other fellows, they heard the voice. They didn't have a clue what went on. 
You ever noticed in church sometimes you'll have people, they'll be listening to the preacher preach, and you'll see people squalling and bawling, and the person behind them will be sitting there going, did you hear what sister so-and-so did? Oh, what are we going to do after church? Isn't that amazing? Yep. Preach it, brother. There's some of you right now listening, and there's some of you looking at your watch saying, ain't he going to get through with 12 o'clock today or not? <laughs> If he keeps on, them Methodists is going to beat us to the restaurant and I'm going to have to stand in line behind him. God help us. Amen. Lord help. God interrupt us. Yes. God wake us up. Yes. God help us to hear your voice. Help us to, to rely on you, to depend on you, to trust you, to obey you. Help us, oh God, to be those people. Yes, Amen. He just gave them one, one order. The other fellas didn't hear it. And they led him because he was blind now. Amen. You know, sometimes we got to be blinded before we can see. That's right. Sometimes we got to get the world out of our vision before we can see the reality of the spiritual world. Some of us are so focused on the world that we forgot about the Spirit of God. Some of us are so focused on, on being a part of this world and getting all we can out of it that we forgot this place is temporary. It ain't even our house anymore. Amen. It ain't our home. We don't belong here no more. God help us. I got to move on. Amen. And so Paul, Saul, I have trouble calling him Saul. He ain't Paul yet. Saul did as he said. He went three days without sight. Neither did he eat or drink. Amen. You know what? The Lord works in threes a lot, don't he? Good fact. Amen. He does that. And then we find a Christian man. His name's Ananias. He's got his whole day planned, Johnny. He's going to go visit so-and-so. He's going to go over here and take something to this person. He's going to help them. He's a good man. He's a disciple of Jesus Christ, and he's in Damascus. He got his whole day planned out what he's going to do. And then God interrupts him. Uh -huh. <laughs> Have mercy. But, but God, I was going to do this today. Uh-oh. Mm. <laughs> yeah, God interrupts him. Now, Papa don't say he's making all these plans. Amen, that's my part. Amen. But the Lord interrupts him. And he has a vision. Ananias has a vision. You know what the Bible says about those filled with the Holy Ghost? Sister Carrie can tell you. They dream dreams. They see visions. Amen. That's God speaks to us that way. That's it. Amen. He had a vision. And in the vision, this voice said to him, Ananias, he knows who this is. Because his sheep knows his voice. Ananias knows exactly who's talking to him. Saul didn't. Yep. Ananias does. Amen. And look at what he says. I love this. And he said, Behold, I'm here, Lord. In other words, what do you need, Lord? I'm your humble servant. Whatever I can do for you, Lord, I'll do it. If you say that, you better mean it. Amen. Amen. Ananias didn't have a clue what the Lord would be mad at him to do. 
And if he had them, he'd have said, wait a minute, Lord, I'll get back with you. <laughs> have you ever done God that way? I'll get back with you, Lord. I'll go right after. Uh-oh. Have you ever done the Lord that way? Lord, I'll go right after I get through doing what I'm doing. Mm -mm. Okay. And so the Lord said unto him, now the Lord's patient with him, and he tells him, he asks him what he wants him to do, and the Lord tells him, look how much detail he gives him, rise, and go into the street, which is called straight. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I love that. Because see, the man that was on the Broadway is now on the straight and narrow, uh -huh. and he sent him to a street called straight. <laughs> Glory! Y'all see that in that scripture? Yeah. That's where he sent Saul. Amen. That's where he sent him a, a, a street, which is called straight. And when you get there, you inquire in this house uh, uh, for a man. This house belonged to a guy named Judas. And you go and inquire and ask for Saul of Tarsus. Woo! Can you imagine how Ananias feel right now? I bet all the juice went out of that guy. You don't <laughs> Say what? Yeah. You gotta be kidding me! We'll get to that in this minute. And look, the Lord goes on after He tells him, and He don't give him a chance to speak. And that's another thing: don't interrupt God when He's speaking to you. Amen. Let Him speak, and then you can then you can ask Him questions. Amen. And He has seen a vision. And look at this. See, the Lord has sent Saul to a place. And where he sent Saul, now he's preparing someone to meet him. Yeah, you mean. That's the way God works. Yeah. When the Lord asks you to go to somebody's house to witness to him, don't you be afraid because he's already there. Y'all yeah. hear me? Yeah. He's already there. Getting them ready for you to show up. Amen. Don't ever be afraid. Amen. And he has seen a vision. And a man named Ananias is coming and he's going to put his hands on him that he might receive his sight. Now, I want you to look what Ananias does now. After he let's finish the Lord, Lord finish speaking, then Ananias answered the Lord and said, I've heard by many of this man how evil he hath done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on thy name. You know what he's saying? Now, I just told you, Lord. Don't you know I'm one of them called by your name? Yeah. <laughs> you know what he's saying? I'm scared. That's it. I'm scared. And look what the Lord says. The Lord let him say what he wanted to say. He let him say his peace. Now, you know why? Because Jesus Christ lived as a man. He understands our fear. And He lets us do that with Him. It, we have a great God, don't we? Amen. You see the difference in the way He did Saul and the way He did Ananias? And so when He does this, He gives him a further explanation because He has a relationship with Ananias that He don't have with Saul yet. Does He have one with you? Do you have one with Him? Brother Rick told us last Sunday night when he gave his little message, do you know how long, according to statistics, that a God-called preacher prays in a week? You remember, Rick? One hour. That hit me. 
But you know what? That preacher that prays the hour, you know how long the members of the churches are preaching? You remember that number, Rick? 30 minutes. 30 minutes in a week. Now let me ask you again. Do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? Because <coughs> the time you spend talking to Him and listening to Him determines how good that relationship is. I got to hurry up. I'm going to be 1230 getting out of here. <laughs> he says, go your way. Now he gives him a command. I heard you. Now go. Uh -huh. Go your way. For he is a chosen vessel of me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Ananias, think, boy, I can understand I'm suffering right now. But look what Ananias does. Listen to me. It don't do you a bit of good to hear and understand God unless you obey what He told you to do. It, listen to me. When He pecks you, we're going to have an invitation here in just a minute. And when the Lord pecks you on the shoulder, that's God. Yeah. He's wanting you to do something. He's either wanting you to come to the altars and repent. He's wanting you to take somebody by the hand and say, I'm sorry, I love you. He's wanting you to rededicate your life to Him because you ain't been doing what He's asked you to do. Or He's wanting to save your soul because He knows you ain't saved. Amen. Pardon the interruption. But I love you this much. I got something I want you to do. Amen. When He interrupted Saul, you know why He interrupted him? To save him. When He interrupted Ananias, you know why He interrupted him? To lead Saul to salvation. Are you looking at this? Uh -huh. This is the church. Uh -huh. This is who we are. Uh -huh. This is what we're supposed to be doing right now. Amen. Amen. And Ananias went his way. And he entered into the house. Putting his hand on him. And look what he said. I love this. Look what he calls him. Brother. Brother Saul. And then he does something even more important. I don't come in my own. You know what? We like brag on ourselves sometimes. Well, I'm praying, and the Lord and the Lord put you on my mind. Here I am. So I'm gonna tell you about Jesus. That ain't what He said. Amen. That ain't what He said. That's not giving glory to God. Listen to it. He says, "The Lord, even Jesus, has sent me here." Woo! That's giving glory to Jesus Christ, not to yourself. Now he could have added, I really don't want to be here, but I'm here only because of him. He could have said that and we'd understood it, wouldn't he? Amen. He said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto you. And I imagine Saul going, how did he know this? Amen. Came and has sent me. Now look at this. Now you remember when Jesus was speaking? He told him, go lay hands on him that he might receive his sight. Look what he says. He says that thou mightest receive thy sight. I don't miss this. And be filled with the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. Listen to me. You can't get sight from God without the Spirit of God. Amen. 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 You don't want to be spiritually blind anymore. Get filled with the Holy Spirit. He'll show you some stuff. He'll explain some things to you. 
He'll show you what's right and what's wrong. He'll tap you on the shoulder when you need to, 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 to repent and convict you. Amen. Amen. And when this happened, when this happened, look at this. And immediately, there fell from his eyes. As it had been scales. And he received sight forthwith and arose and was baptized. The great, scary, spooky, killing, mean Saul of Tarsus has been saved. By Jesus Christ at the hand of a man that he came to bind and put in prison. Pardon the interruption. But when God interrupts your life, there's a reason. It's a good one. It may change everything that you're doing. It may change your plan. But it may keep someone else out of hell. Would that be worth it? And an eye thought so. Saul certainly thought so. Amen. He got saved. God interrupt us. Show yourself to us. Tell us what you want us to do. And God, help me to obey it and do it. Amen. So we'll all be blessed. <clears throat> Would you stand? Every head bowed, every eye closed. These altars are open for prayer. Is God interrupting you right now? Is He trying to talk to you? What's He telling you? Is he telling you you're doing great, everything's good? You don't need to do anything. Let me tell you something. He will never tell you that. If he does, it's because you're dead with him already. Amen. There's, all, there's so much work to be done. And so few that are willing to go, that are willing to allow their lives to be interrupted so the Lord can change them, save them, work in them to accomplish His kingdom work. Do you need to pray today? Do you need to call on His name today? Do you need salvation today?
You need to rededicate yourself today. You need to apologize to Him today. You need to tell someone else, I'm sorry and I love you. What do you need from Him? What's He telling you? There's one thing for sure. We need Him. we got to get it right. Amen. Praise God. Sister Patsy testified early in the service. 71 years old. Decided she was going to die lost. But God interrupted all that. Saved her soul. <coughs> Wrote her name. Filled her with His Spirit. And here she is. Praising His name. In His church. He's here. I don't know where y'all feel him or not. I do. He's here right now. Amen. Maybe you've been outside looking in too long. And it's time for you to come on in. Get with him. Get with the church. Get with the body of believers. Get involved. Build that relationship where when he speaks, you say, yes, Lord. Here I am. What do you want me to do? And let him tell you. What do you need from him today? What are you feeling today? If he's trying to interrupt you right now, it's very important that you allow him to do that. Because he sees something coming in your life or someone else's life. And he wants to use you What a God. What a Savior. Our Jesus. He said, I am Jesus. <laughs> Sweetest name I know. Fills my every longing. Keeps me singing as I go. Saul was going to wind up in a prison with his back beat. Sing. That's what Jesus can do when you allow him to interrupt you. And let me tell you what, we're going to be with him one day. All those people who are called by his name are going to be with him in glory. And you can rest assured, whatever you quit doing here, to follow Him, to obey Him, you are going to be so glad you did. Paul would later write, all of that stuff that I knew, all of that stuff that I thought was right, all of that stuff that I, I, I agreed to kill people over was dumb. 
hope you have that kind of relationship with him. That's what he wants. I'm sorry I went 15 minutes after. Brother Sam, he uses this against me in the corner, the pulpit. All I can say is pardon the interruption. Amen. 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 I hope you get to come back tonight. Uh, Nita's been cooking since yesterday. I'll go home and cook some more. And uh, every time she thinks she's got enough, she gets to thinking there's going to be a bunch more show up, so she cooks something else. <laughs> All I gotta do is clean out the refrigerator and make place stack all that stuff. So we're gonna be here early tonight. Y'all come on at five o'clock. Come on into the sanctuary. I'm gonna preach for about an hour and a half before you go back there. <laughs> that's, that's the way I cook. Anyway. No, y'all come on and, and come on into the sanctuary as she prepares things back there for you. Uh, we, and we're gonna have a time that we're going to share with all of y'all how much we love you and what you mean to us. We have something in common, don't we? Amen. Yeah. Amen. We're all blood-related. Blood there you go. I love you so much. God bless you. Thank you for being here. Like I said, if you get a chance, come back tonight. Come on. Amen. God bless you. Remember those who have got loved ones that they've lost to death. Be in prayer, Father. Keep them in your prayers. And ask them, can you be of any help? Amen. Brother Rick Campbell, will you dismiss us? Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. Lord, that we're able to come in your house and worship you freely, Lord. We see the times is coming, Lord. We're getting ready to start facing persecution before it gets too much longer. The evil is bounding so strong in this world, Lord. I pray that no matter what it takes, that we get right with you and we learn to serve you with all that we are, that we learn to conquer our own demons so that way we can grow stronger in ourselves, in our house, in our communities, Lord, so our churches, churches can overgrow and overflow, Lord. Let your Holy Spirit abound, Lord. Lord, I pray that you allow the light in us to shine like never before, Lord. And Lord, before we walk in here, Lord, I'm going to ask on everybody's behalf, Lord, that you forgive us for our sins when we fall short, Lord. If there's anybody we truly haven't forgiven, Lord, I pray that we are able to forgive them and find in our hearts to do so, Lord. Lord, just continue to fill us with your Holy Spirit and bring us back here safe tonight, all those that are able to make it, Lord. Lord, I thank you so much for that amazing and powerful word that you sent for Brother Gary with the Holy Spirit, Lord. If you wasn't touched by that, I don't know where your heart's at. But Lord, please convict us, Lord, will we fall short, Lord. Help us get right with you. In your precious and holy name I pray. Amen. Amen, Amen brother. <laughs>